Good afternoon, ladies, gentlemen, and others. I hope you are fantastic today on this day. <laughs> you are listening to Nonfiction Thoughts, hosted by me, the luscious Luigi. And I'm joined by my fabulous co-host. Hello, everyone. My name is Birdchild, and I could not be more thrilled to be with here, with you, right here, right now. Is that because it's the uh, first episode of season two, and the first time we have uh, been back in the station in months? It may have something to do with that. That's correct. Makes sense. That would be, uh, that'd be pretty apt to say. I'm not going to lie. First episode of season two, and first episode back in the studio in a very long time has me pretty thrilled to be here. Likewise, and it's, I'm ecstatic right now. I can feel it. But there's one thing that I for almost forgot. The obligatory chair lowering. <laughs> I think that was too low. Hang on. I think mine was perfect. I executed that pretty well. Which is uh, not typical because... I don't really, uh, I don't really lower my chair that often. You're the, you're the chair lowering expert. I, uh, I'm a little rusty. Yeah, it appears. I can tell. It's better than the bench I was sitting on. This <laughs> nice chair that we have here. Anyway, this is the first time we've sat down and really talked in uh, a little while, probably yeah. since the uh, season one finale. Oh yeah, yep. Which, uh, if you haven't heard, is on Spotify. Go Got check us out. Thoughts. So, how have you been, Big Word? I have been pretty busy. Um, I've been pretty busy. I've been, I've been doing a lot, uh, a lot of extracurriculars, blue man group, as you refer to. Yes. Uh, the blue man group. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not the actual blue man group. Not the, unfortunately no, but no, I, I'm, uh, I've been pretty busy, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've been getting outside a lot. I'm finally, I'm finally shedding my pasty pale skin and turning into a uh, a color of an actual human being. <laughs> so that's pretty nice. Your, uh, your calves too. Yeah. I need to make note, as I said earlier, I, uh, I saw Birdchild again for the first time in months, about three days ago, and his calves were noticeably larger. My calves are, are pretty big. Very much caught me off guard because they're now bigger than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I got some pretty big calves now, thanks to the Blue Man Group. Absolutely. So I've been also rather busy if... Uh, you will indulge me in my speaking here. Yes. One of the things that I have been doing is moving into college, as you have. And this, I forgot this really sucks. For the second time. The second time. Yeah. yeah. I forgot things this yeah. time, too. I don't have a laundry bag right now. Ooh. Yeah. So I have a little basket that I've repurposed, and okay. I had to go buy another one. Well, hey, it's a basket, that's, that's pretty much a hamper. You know? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. You know, so... I have a little bit of extra practice because I was here during the summer as well. Mm -hmm. So I moved out freshman year, then moved back in during the summer, then moved out during the summer, and then moved back in just now. So I've, I've got an extra cycle, as it were, of practice. That is absolutely awful. You know, it's actually not that bad. <laughs> my dad and I, we've gotten extraordinarily good at packing our car. It's really, <laughs> it's really thanks to my dad. You know how dads are, are usually like, phenomenal at packing a car so tight such that you can't even like shim a piece of paper into it like it's just so maximized so space space efficient i suppose okay well well me and ryan o'kirk our dads are both 
exceptionally good Packers. Okay. So my my freshman year, the car was stuffed to the gills. And then during the summer, we got it down a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then this time, we're cutting it down even more. It's the exact same amount of stuff, but there's just <laughs> more and more space in the car. It's pretty funny. We're discovering new little nooks and crannies. Like, for example, his car in the compartment underneath like the floor, I guess you could say, the bottom of the trunk, mm-hmm. you open that up and there's the spare tire inside. Right. That is cavernous. There's a lot of space down there. And like you can wedge soft items and boxes and stuff into all these little like crevices and, mm-hmm. and it's you can you can fit a lot down there. And then you you fold it back up and it's as if nothing is even there. And you've already like gotten yourself a quarter of the way packed. It's pretty incredible. Dang. Yeah. That's uh, impressive. Mm-hmm. I bet your dad's really good at Tetris. <laughs> I, I always think that. I'm also good at Tetris. You are good at Tetris? Not amazing, but I'm good. Mm. We, uh, uh, I'm good at real-life Tetris where the lines don't clear. Oh. My mom always buys a lot of food, as most Italian people right, do. So right. So I had to get really good at putting things in the fridge. No, I'm pretty good at packing ba- grocery bags, too. Yes. Packing grocery yeah. bags and uh, and the fridge is, is always where it's at. I got really good at that when I was... Uh, a cashier at Giant. Yeah, that I, also I imagined. I was fast. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty proud. Real life Tetris. Don't know if you uh, if you knew this, but I, I actually worked with number three in bagging speed in the entire state that we are currently in. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh Apparently, there there was a competition many eons ago, and I did work with this very very nice older lady. I still talk to her frequently when I That's go back incredible. to that grocery store. Wow. Grocery store. Yeah. It's very nice. We, uh, we went to high school with a Tetris champion as well, like an actual, like the video game Tetris champion. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes. Very impressive. I remember seeing him in the band room. He would wear the special glove. It was like Michael Jackson. He'd have mm-hmm. one glove on. And the idea was he would flick the controller in such a way and by fanning his fingers... And the controller would pass through each of his fingers individually, right? And it would, it would bump the controller exactly four times. And he would have his, one of his fingers on the D-pad such that it would flip a, a Tetris piece in like the blink of an eye. It was incredible. He had such a mastery over this technique. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, it was, was impressive. Uh, he was on my crew for yes, sound. I believe he was. he was. I had the honor of watching him play Tetris. Uh-huh. I have never seen anybody play. To, no. To explain a reference, the speed he would play at, the blocks would instantly fall. Yeah. And I mean, like, not like a second. Literally, you would get the, like a the preview frames. of what's coming next, and you'd get maybe two frames before it was uh, at the bottom. Like, it was insane. And he would keep that going, not for a couple seconds, but for like upwards of 10 minutes sometimes. Yeah, several, it was insane. It was 10, absolutely ludicrous. This is exactly why he needs that, that special glove technique because you can't press a button. like if you, if you just try to actuate with your whole arm or even the muscles in a single finger, if you try, it's like clicking a mouse or something, right? If you try to, if you try to click a mouse too, too fast, like you can't do it. But eventually, if you, have like, if you put the mouse on like something that vibrates and it bumps up and down into yeah. your finger. Your mm-hmm. finger's not moving. It's the mouse that's moving. It's vibrating and bumping into your finger. Right. That's how you can get that speed. And that's how he had to play. Because like, it's physically impossible to play fast enough unless you're doing that. It was absolutely insane. 
I feel blessed that I got to see that. Yeah, no. it was really, really something to behold. It and wasn't he, just like somebody was really good. It yeah, was no, genuinely like one of the best in the world. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really, really cool. And uh, I remember too, he played on only like quote unquote legit equipment. Like he yeah. had to fire up a, a, a cathode ray TV, and it would warm up, and you'd hear the buzz, and it would it would have this big yep. bubble screen. Mm-hmm. And have all these things burn. It, it, like it you had, would play on an original NES. Yeah, and he had the score. I remember this. This poor monitor played Tetris so much it had like the UI lines burned into it, even <laughs> when it was turned off. Which no, you, which awesome. is how you know he has so many hours in that game. It's incredible. I think the more impressive part, other than his skill, is just the amount of time that he would dedicate yeah. to that game. Because yeah. I could play maybe two games of Tetris before I'm like, all right, and then you I'm going to go uh, yeah, do I, something else now. I get the theme. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of got the memo. It's a fun game, but I just can't play it that much. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, another friend who's also really good at Tetris, is uh, his name is Maximilian. Ah, uh, yes. We went to the beach this summer, and we played that? Tetris on the N64. I thought I was good at Tetris. I was humbled very quickly. Yeah. He, uh, I think he beat my score by about 10 times what wow. I had. And it wasn't even a contest. So. I feel like people, people are very bimodal when it comes to Tetris. They'll either lose, they either won't clear a single line and lose, or they'll get like a score of several million. <laughs> There's no in between. Apparently there was a trick to the one that we were playing. Like he, uh, ah. he knew like if you stack the blocks of the same color or something, you get bonus points. And right. that's how he did it. Interesting. Either way. So it wasn't like, legit tetris it was like kind of cheesy tetris it was still legit tetris sure but there were some extra cheese some extra to it cheeses. there was a he little was, extra i think cheese. he still would have beaten me regardless though fair enough i was kind of struggling that fair game. enough so yeah it is what it is i guess i've been humbled i thought i was good playing against uh my girlfriend mm-hmm. who is absolutely awful yeah at tetris <laughs> so sure. i guess maybe i wasn't that good to begin with sure it's like uh, in middle school when i thought i was tall <laughs> Uh, I yeah, wasn't. Yeah. I was just average and nobody else had puberty. You're just yet. early. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you were just older than all of us. Yep. Yeah. It, it It's all right. Oh, there's a penny on the desk. Uh, Isn't that interesting? Yes. Lucky I su- penny. I suppose. Don't put it in your pocket. No What's country a, for old men reference. What? No, guess guess what year it is. Uh, it is... 1956. No, it's it's 2023. Do you have you looked at a calendar recently? I thought you were referring to the penny, <laughs> bird child. I was referring to the penny. Guess what year? Dangling modifier. Guess what year? Or not dangling modifier. Just poorly phrased question. Yes. Guess what year this penny was minted? 1956. 56. Yes. You are 47 years off. 1900. No. 2003. Oh. Yeah. I didn't do any math. I just said it. <laughs> I could tell. Um, I just wanted to make that perfectly clear. It's not that I can't do math. <laughs> it's it's just that I chose not, not to. to. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Guess what the oldest coin I own is. Or guess what year it's from, rather. Okay. Is it younger than 1900? It is younger. Or, or than, should I say older? older. It is older, is it older than, than 1900. Older than 1900. Okay. Um, 1657. Ha! Why do you ha at that? I assume it's U.S. coinage, correct? It is not U.S. coinage. Oh, it is not. Okay. No. So I guess 1637 was a valid guess. It was a valid guess. That's a little old. You're about 100 years too old. It's from, I forget exactly the year. I'll have to check it out again. But I believe it's from the 17 teens or 20s, maybe. Okay. It is from, now guess, now guess where it's from or what 
uh, some European country. What body minted it? It's it's tough to say European when you're referring to the early 1700s because European at that point in history, Europeans had colonized so much of the world that like true the sun never set on the British flag. Exactly. So, so like it, it's yeah. difficult to say, but but I'll give it to you some somewhere European. Which country? Or I guess it was probably I'm a kingdom guess at the time. It was not the Kingdom of England or no. the United Kingdom. Okay. I'm not sure when they united. All right. Uh, second guess. One of the kingdoms in Italy. It was not from the Italian peninsula. Okay. Uh, I think you should just tell me now. It is a Dutch East India Company trading coin. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yep, 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 yep. That's cool. Guess where it was found? Somewhere in the East Indies. Somewhere. Where was it found? Beyond the sea. In a shipwreck. Yeah. Are you serious right yeah, now? It was found in a shipwreck. That's so cool. Yeah, isn't that what else was cool? found in that shipwreck that a you, lot. you have? Um, I have a musket ball from that shipwreck too. That's really cool. Yeah. I have a musket ball and a Dutch East India coin. You have all this like weird antique stuff that I just never <laughs> yeah. knew about. No, it's it, it's okay though. You don't want any of it. It's all cursed. So Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely all cursed. You know, you know like your uh, your radon clock. Yeah, or did whenever, Rhino Kirk steal that for material? Actually, I think he did steal it for material. Okay. Um, but whenever I pick up that old antique mask that's hanging on my wall, I hear a, <gasps> and then I and then uh, you know the lights flicker and then you know, and then I get cabinet door slam shut. Yeah, cabinet yeah, doors yeah, yeah. and whatever. <laughs> the whole nine know. yards. Yeah, it, it it they're all cursed though, so so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think I'd keep that mask near my bed if I were you. <laughs> of course, I am joking. I don't have any cursed masks, but I uh, I do have a lot of cursed objects. I think a lot of yeah. old old books and stuff. Like actually, cursed objects or just ones that look no, like they I just could be? ones that just look like they could be. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. Speaking of cursed objects, have you seen The Exorcist? I've never seen The Exorcist. Really? Yeah. No. Huh. Pretty shocking. It's not that scary. Ah. Uh, I feel like we don't think it's that scary because a lot of these effects in it are so dated. I, I 100% agree. And that so, was what I was going to say. Yeah. But I, I don't think the movie itself outside of the effects is really that horrifying. L- what do you mean? Like the premise? Yeah. I don't know. There's something about maybe it was just the way the, it was executed. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily the effects that make it not scary. I think it's the, uh, I don't know, just like a little girl with, Gets possessed by a devil. I don't know. Doesn't don't really know. scare me that much. Not that unsettling to me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I get, yeah, I can see how that would have hit. It's always more fascinating time for sure. Sure. I wouldn't exactly call it. What was that? The late '80s or something? Uh, probably more so than now, at the very least. I you guess. Know I mean? Sure. I was, sure. I don't think it was late. It was a little. It might have been Perhaps. in 1980. Maybe we get a fact check on that. Yeah, let, let, let me pull this up. Jamie, pull this up. Oh, while, you're, while you're searching for that, I watched that in the basement of my friend's house, and uh, I think you could genuinely get lost in his house. It kind of looked like one of the mansions from Resident Evil. Terrifying. Um, we watched it in his basement. Yeah. One area See, of again, basement, so. that makes me feel like it would be scary. Anyway, the, the verdict is I was way off. 1973. Okay, I thought it was the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the book that came out in 1971. But anyway, huh. still, I don't know. I, I can see, you know, 50 years ago now that the effects would be scary. But I, I'm not sure about the whole religious thing. I, I always do think it's fascinating, though, to, to use horror stories as case studies of what a culture or 
or or someone is scared of. Hmm. Like it's always interesting to like, oh, what's your favorite or what's the scariest horror story? What's the scariest thing you've ever seen done? Blah, blah, blah. And use that to sort of learn about different people, you know? Huh, I never thought about it that way. Like, like if okay. someone is scared of, like, like every culture has demons or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. the common denominator is death. But if someone is like, oh, they'll curse you with disease or, oh, they'll curse you with entrapment or whatever. Right, right. It's, it's kind of cool luck. that way. Bad luck. Right, right. Have you, are you well versed in vampire mythology at all? <laughs> I am. I am not. Okay. Unfortunately, um, I am. I'm not either. But I think it's kind of fascinating. Sure. Because it goes kind of deep. Actually, no. like they they're based on a lot of things that I'm now drawing a blank on. I feel like all folklore goes pretty deep. Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially That's why I think it's kind of fascinating. Especially you know? things that are as popular and especially things that have transformed so much mm-hmm. like you know zombies or something not only are they zombies. extremely ubiquitous but they have so many different permutations and variations mm-hmm. uh and they're also super old um so it's interesting it's it's pretty cool all the all those things that are like it's not just oh you know this this happened because one time this guy did whatever it's like yeah, yeah. It, you see this evolution of yeah. it over the course of and you see how different cultures have interpreted it and that's sort of what i was getting back to yeah it's very interesting i think i've always liked zombies specifically i'm pretty sure i've said that before mm-hmm. but I, I saw a really interesting analysis of the uh, gothic horror i forget the term gothic horror villains? genre gothic horror archetypes i think okay like, okay zombies vampires and werewolves and they each have kind of like a, a fundamental like fear associated mm-hmm. with them so zombies were the loss of reason mm. that was their whole thing so that that's why they're scary because a zombie is a lifeless reasonless corpse that does nothing but eat brains well oh flesh. is that why they like brains is because they 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 have no reason, so they want Pot- brains. Potentially, yeah. yeah I mean, I you, you can see it that way. Yeah. I mean, they have changed a lot. I forget how they uh, sure. they originally started, but um, I believe it yeah. was voodoo culture. Uh, yeah, I think so. And it was from slavery, and it was how an enslaved person is someone who, is, you know, ha- is stripped of all of their humanity. Mm-hmm. They're stripped of all of their agency, their moral agency, and their autonomy. And they're just essentially a corpse at this point. Right, right. I believe that was the, the origin. I, uh, African origin. So that is uh, jogging some memories. I read this uh, webtoon once, which is like a uh, Korean manga webcomic. Mm-hmm. It was really good. It was called uh, Dead Days. Mm. And it was a zombie story, but it wasn't like a Romero type zombie. It went back to like voodoo culture and things like that. And a you, Romero zombie? Like George A. Romero zombies. The lifeless husks that are kind of dumb lumber very slowly and eat. I see. The Walking Dead styles. Right, right, right. It's like that kind. But um, these guys were, uh, the author referred to the Romero zombies as like ent zombies for entertainment. Ah. And the ones that he did were more closely aligned with like voodoo culture and how they were created. Right. And how they were just kind of crazy people who were stripped of their reason. Mm. Made for a really awesome subjugation of what you thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I guess this is a minor spoiler, but because you're going into it thinking like, oh, these are, it's a zombie story. A lot of what you typically associate with a zombie story gets subverted mm, yeah. due to the fact that he kind of went back to the roots. It was really, really good. Again, it's called Dead Days. I highly recommend it. 
had a really cool art style too that was like rotoscoped, I think. And mm. it was very realistic. That's fun. That was a really interesting story. Yeah. Well, I have it in my head. Yeah. I've talked about Night of the Living Dead before. Yes, you have. Love that movie. I also watched the 1993 remake huh. of Night of the Living Dead. And how was that? Really good, actually. Wow. In some ways, I would say better than the original and not just in the effects. I think yeah, I was going to say, that's not a very high bar. Genuinely, like, really good. Wow. You know, I got to say, it is a little too early for spooky season. A little bit. But or, or this, this is more like an October sort of episode. I suppose. I think we should put a pin in this. Fair enough. I guess I can hold my uh, zombie. Yeah. Once. So it's been a hot second since we've really sat down and yes. talked with each other. So what did you do over the summer since I saw you? Because it's been a minute. It, it has been a minute. Actually, it's been a couple minutes. At least two. At least two. <laughs> I, would, I would go so far as to say maybe three if we're feeling a little risky. But regardless, uh, I spent most of my summer here. I was, I was doing research. Right. Um, but I had two weeks on either side. And uh, the first two weeks, I, be, I pretty much did nothing. I was like, thank God I'm home. I'm just, I just want to spend time here. And then uh, those, those last two weeks on the other side, those were pretty adventure dense, I would say. I did see some, description. some Instagram posts. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I was very curious. Yeah. So the, the first adventure, I would say, was I went to the, uh, the, the Jersey, Jersey beaches with some of my friends. Uh, and that was, a, that was a ton of fun. It was, it was very short. Um, it was only two days. Uh, <laughs> but it was still a lot of fun. And that was actually my first time going to the Jersey Beach, a Jersey Beach. Was it the one that I went to frequently as a kid that you know? I don't know. It was Wildwood. Okay. I, I love that beach. Yeah. We used to go there semi-frequently. Did yeah. you go on the, all the roller coasters? No, I didn't. I was only there for a few days. All my friends, though, they got there because I had to be, I had a, a, a commitment. Um, so I had to give a presentation or whatever while they were already there. So I got there late. I, I was tardy to the party, unfortunately. Uh, so they, they had done their roller coasters and whatever, and that was a blast for them. Uh, but I showed up and, and caught the tail end, and that was still a, a lot of fun. I see. Um, but yeah, I, I've always been, I had always preferred the Outer Banks to other beaches. I thought those were some of the best beaches I've ever been to. But yeah, it was nice having, having now Jersey Beach experience. Awesome. I will say it was... Th- you hear a lot about the Jersey Shore. It was pretty crowded. I also think it was, yeah, it, it was it was a lot of driving too, but still. Yeah, it is. I mean, any any Jersey beach is mm-hmm. going to be crowded. Yeah. So I've heard. Oh, well. Anyway, but. Um, yeah, How about used, you? We used to go there frequently as a kid. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I didn't go this summer, but. Tragic. Uh, I did a lot of things this summer. A lot of crazy stuff happened. Go anywhere? See anyone? Yeah, so. um. I uh, talked briefly about the California trip that I went on before we uh, ended season one. Yes, we did. That was a lot of fun. And then uh, I did another beach trip with the boys. Oh, yeah. uh, This is a trip with Maximilian. Uh And uh, Clutch came as well. So it was was a really good time. Nonfiction Thoughts alum. He is, actually, yes. Um, (laughs) Really, really fun time. We uh, just straight vibed, as always. Went to the beach, you know, we went swimming, played uh, old N64 games, because that's what we do when we're down there. Mm. Diddy Kong racing slaps. Nothing says beach quite like old Nintendo. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then uh, me, Clutch, Maximilian, and my brother all decided, let's go, uh, let's let's go, go explore golfing. some unfinished houses ah, that were being built. So we went to explore. Classic beach activities. Some, uh, some unfinished houses, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Did you fall through any, any floors? Nope. That's good. I'm too good for that. <laughs> but it was like, it was, uh, the house had basically just been erect, uh, erected mm-hmm. and not even, I think the walls had just been putting up. Mm. So it was. Was it still like covered in Tyvek tape? I uh, no. It was a little bit of drywall. There was no floor. <laughs> and. So there's nothing to fall through. <laughs> no, not really. That's good. Yeah. There was a deck actually that was just like the support beams on the bottom. Ah. So there was no like wood to walk on. Right. But it was really, really cool to see the inside of a house just completely gutted like that. Huh. And then um, my brother got in one of the uh, construction vehicles that were left on and started in. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. <laughs> so we, we got into some shenanigans. Uh, yeah. It was a good time. I don't condone what we did. <laughs> I will be straight up. But it was a very interesting experience. And, of course, we left everything exactly the way we found it. There was no damage to any property or anything excellent you love to hear it so that was that was a big uh fun thing that we did there Mm -hmm. i also went to florida to go see uh my father down there very fun mr luigi mr luigi senior mr luigi senior yes (laughs) uh so that was a lot of fun we down for fourth of july and i made a burger oh a very infamous burger that everybody thought was disgusting and yet when i made they all decided to come and take a bite of my burger some of which without permission. I'm still salty about it. I made the Fat Elvis. The Fat Elvis, that's right. You, you mentioned this earlier. So for everybody listening, the Fat Elvis is caramelized banana. So you, you, know, you heat some bananas up with some brown sugar, caramelize them, yeah. Or candied banana, I forget. Anyway, that's what you do with them. Mm. Bacon. Bacon. Peanut butter. Wow. And a bun. And a bun. Plus burger. Just a bun. So it would be bun, peanut butter on the bottom, burger, bacon, banana, top bun. Wow. I thought, I, thought the, <laughs> I thought the buns were uh, something a little special, no? On a fat Elvis? Yeah. Not to my knowledge. I okay, think it's the okay. peanut butter and the banana that okay. are really the, uh, the big things there. Right. And I let could... me tell you, that was gas. Yeah. I Everybody no else doubt. was like, okay. They, they all looked at me like yeah. I was insane. Yeah. Right? And you're then gonna, they took you, a bite. You're, you're going to put peanut butter and banana on a burger? And I was like, yes. Yes, I am. Because <laughs> peanut butter belongs on a burger. And I'm going to prove it with this burger. Really? Wow. And First all of, of all, that's like, a hot take. Peanut butter is good on beef. Wow. Very good. I've I had, mean. I've had peanut butter on a taco. I, and I remember I whoa. said that once because it was on the episode he did what to that taco? Yeah. Which Bregnog uh, told me was YouTube clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, it's good. It's the kind of like the savory I of guess, the peanut butter and the I beef. Guess. It just melds really well yeah. and it's, it works. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I've, I've said this before, but I have experience with peanut butter on chicken and that is pretty good. Exactly. So Why I got, couldn't it be good on beef? Peanut butter and beef? I, I mean, I don't know. I've never had it. It sounds pretty out there, but don't knock it till you try it, I guess. It is quite good. The fat Elvis was delicious. Regardless, I thought... You had mentioned you made a burger where the buns were grilled cheese sandwiches. No, I did not. But somebody somewhere in our group of friends did mention that they had okay. a burger. Oh, it was our friend Clad. Clad. Clad had a right. that's right burger that was where the buns were two grilled cheese. That sandwiches. sounds so good. Oh my god! I I really want to make those. 
I like don't not, know if I'd want that. Like not a massive big old grilled cheese, like a big honking one, but just like your classic two slices of white wonder bread, just a couple, like a craft single mm-hmm. or two, some butter, and you squish it down like real thin, like, like one of those little baby grilled cheeses, yeah. you know? I think I that know, would man. be pretty manageable. I, I know because you don't like cheese. Yeah, I, I can understand why some people would really like First it. First of all, do you like grilled cheese at all? Not particularly. See, I'll eat my see, aunt's. My, uh, your, I thought you said your pants. <laughs> You'll eat your pants. I would eat my pants before I eat a grilled cheese. You're really stubborn. <laughs> no, I see. I'd rather I have love, a leather boot. I love grilled cheese because I know you're not a big cheese guy. I am very much a turophile, a, che- a lover of cheese, as, as we've been over. We, we've, we've hit this point home pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But grilled cheese is one of the most, is one of the most beautiful foods that exist on this planet it is so perfectly childlike it, it captures the essence of of childlike whimsy to me personally fair enough and i, I can, think i can understand it you take a burger get some bacon lettuce onion i don't really like tomato um Excuse ketchup and mustard me? yeah i'm not a big fan of tomato on a burger but i do like lettuce and onion and then instead of having the cheese on the patty itself you just make two grilled cheese and squish it between the two. It, that sounds absolutely mind-melting to me personally. I can understand why it's such a... An appeal. An appeal, yeah. But I, I don't know. I feel like it's a lot of extra fat. I guess. But then again... For not potentially the greatest return. You know what I mean? <laughs> However, counterpoint. If you're only doing it once, you get to say, much like our friend Clad, that you've had one of those burgers before. That can be the only time, that can be the first and last time, the only time you've had it in your life, but you still get to say, yeah, I've had a burger where the buns are grilled cheeses, or in probably your case and potentially mine, yeah, I've made a burger where the buns are grilled cheese sandwiches. That is kind of a power move. And that is, that to me heavily outweighs it. Plus, get some low-fat cheese, low-fat butter. I don't know. Yeah, you could, okay. you, you could, you could skirt your way around that. You're, you're getting me to want to make yeah, this. Yeah, just yeah, to say yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and I get half. <laughs> <laughs> That's the deal. You make it, I'll get half. A nonfiction taste test, perhaps. Yeah. I think that would be pretty gross on air because it'd just be a lot of chewing um, noises. Um, um, Please do not. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of chewing noises and boom. just a lot of uh, a lot of head nods. But of course, the listeners at home can't see us nodding our heads because we're disembodied voices. Ooh, I'm floating. <laughs> <laughs> you are floating. Allegedly. Yes. Can't prove it. Well. You can't prove that I'm not. This is I'm true. I'm stuck in liminal space. Yep. What was that? I'm stuck in a liminal space in your mind. I guess so. You're not really, well, not in my mind. No, well, not in yours. Okay. The collective listener. Sure, 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 sure. But Anyway, anyway. Uh, speaking of cheese, yes, um, I love you cheese. reminded me that me and my cousin uh, Nicoluccio, yes, from Italy, he came. Oh, how and fun! Our, our little, his little sister and my little cousin Emu. Of course, we all got together and decided let's make pizza. So we made pizza again. Wow, it was delicious. You did not have to tell me that. I could have guessed. It was phenomenal. I and, could have uh, guessed. I have. Fantastic videos of uh, spinning the pizzas and everything, you know, wow. like with the dough. It was a lot of fun. They were really, really good. I could have just pictured that all in my head. 
the trick is with a uh, New York style pizza. Mm. I uh, stole this from Adam Ragusia, and he was absolutely right. You got to find the whole milk, low moisture mozzarella cheese. I see. It's, that's the way to go. That's the 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 secret ingredient. That that gives you that like cheesy. Yeah. That thick layer of cheese with like really nice tang. You know, mm. just like like a pizza you get on the boardwalk or something. Right. Or like, you know, in in Philadelphia or New York. Mm. That's how you get that kind of pizza right and it's amazing yeah genuinely one of the the best things i've ever made wow really really good. impressive yeah. well done you know your summer excursion has reminded me that i forgot probably the largest uh fact of my final two weeks of summer and that was acadia national park in bar harbor maine it is beautiful. There. It was incredible. That was the first time. First of all, it was a very long drive. It was yes, it is a very long drive. Mm-hmm. But we made it. It was uh, me, Ryan O'Kirk, um, Mr. Heck, Mr. He- uh, no, sadly, Mr. Heck did oh. not join us. Uh, Mr. Mr. McClan. Ah, I see. And um, <laughs> Herr Stoiber. <laughs> so, oh, oh, yeah. So, Puber. what was that? Puber. Puber, yeah. <laughs> Hair Puber. So we all went to Acadia. It was incredible. We 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 spent four days there. It was it was six days in total. We spent a whole day getting there. Yep. Um, and then we were there for four days. Actually, when we went home, we were supposed to take a whole day to get home, but we actually left at like eleven o'clock. In the morning or at night? In the in the night, the last day we were there. Uh, so, <laughs> so we just drove the whole night. Uh, took turns sleeping, of course, but boy, that was an experience. I can imagine it was very interesting. But hey, we got home at like eight or nine in the morning, and as much as that, as much as driving at like three or four in the morning sucked, it was fantastic getting home and knowing. Well, had we stuck to the original plan, we would be leaving right now, and we're already home. So that's true. It kind of worked out. But regardless, that was incredible. That was the first national park I've ever been to, which is weird. Really? Because I'm such like a hippy dippy nature guy. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I figured you would have been to at least one or two before that. But I mean, the problem, yeah, I mean, natural parks are, or I'm sorry, not natural parks, national parks. I've been to a ton of state parks. I've been to so many state parks. Right. Um, But like a proper national park and not like a national historic park or a national trail or a national heritage site, or whatever the case may be, like a proper national park. Like, Genuine, honest like, to God. Exactly, like Yosemite, uh, Yosemite, Yellowstone. Yosemite is awesome. Yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, but it was a lot of fun. I could imagine. Did you uh, do anything? Did you see anything that in particular that was of note? Okay, so I actually do have a pretty fun story. Um, I don't know if it's exactly fun, but... So we hiked, we probably did about probably close to 30 miles in, in the four days. Okay. We climbed maybe six or seven mountains. But the biggest one is Cadillac Mountain. And Cadillac Mountain... I think we did Cadillac Mountain too when we went, but continue. Cadillac Mountain is famous for, for a very, very cool reason. So Bar Harbor, Maine is so far east in the United States, and Cadillac Mountain is so tall that every morning when the sun rises, the first of the sun's light that touches the United States 
touches the top of Cadillac Mountain. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I remember we did go there. Yep. So it was really if, you, awesome. if you get there for the sunrise, you will be the first United States citizen, or if you're traveling internationally, the first person on the Continental 48 to see the sun. And that is super, super cool. So we were staying in a camper about an hour away from the park. So we woke up around 1.30. We left around 2. We hit the trailhead around 3. And we got to the top of the mountain. And <laughs> it was, <laughs> we were in a cloud. <laughs> we were in a oh, cloud. Oh, no. You could not see two feet in front of you. It was freezing cold. The wind was whipping. It was, it was frigid. It was so icy. And it went from, instead of going from dark to these beautiful, splendid colors, this just awe-inspiring, jaw-dropping display of nature, it went from black to slightly lighter gray. <laughs> And that and sucks. then when we when we left because we were in a cloud, uh, we were soaked, <laughs> and because it was windy, we were freezing. So, not the best experience. <laughs> I would do it again, a hundred percent. It was a really fun hike. It was a really fun hike. It was pretty short. It was only like three or four miles. Uh, it was nice and gradual, but it was a lot of fun, and I would do it again. But I would go on a day. That was not cloudy. <laughs> Understandably that so. Was, that was not the best. And like we didn't really even see the sun at all that day. So oh. it, was, it was okay. But everything else was a lot of fun. That's good. Yeah. At least you got to uh, be in Acadia National Exactly. Park. It was, it exactly. Was cool there. And we had lobster at, at, in, in Bar Harbor. Yeah. And it's honestly not that much better than anywhere else. I'm going to go. Take, I'm going to go. I'm going to have a hot take here. I think lobster is really stupid. Lobster. Oh, okay. A, lobster originated as a poor man's food. Yeah, it did. And I can definitely see why. Most people know that. I feel like not a lot of people really, really put the reasoning into, hmm, I wonder why this was considered <laughs> the food of the lowest class. It's because, first of all, have you ever looked into a lobster's eyes? It's disgusting. It's frightening. It's a freaky little sea creature. I don't know. I mean, they're a little freaky looking, but I, 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 mean, they're I cool. empathize with them. They're cool. I, you know, I think they're cute. I don't, I don't want to eat them, though. Well, yeah, I, well, I don't either. A, because, sure, they, they, they might be cute. And B, like, when you really get down to it and, like, cracking it open, like, that's pretty grotesque. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind really, of it's yeah. kind of disgusting. You were just straight up just grabbing your hands and ripping this thing in half. And, and not only that, forget the whole brutality of it. It's really not that much meat. Like you have the claws, maybe if you're if you're a skilled lobster eater, you get a good chunk of the tail, but that's not a lot of food. There's more you can get out of that. I'm sure, but it's also probably gross and gritty and gray and slimy and actually, it's not it's, really for me. It's mostly claw meat. So exactly. If exactly. I could interrupt you one second. Of course. I haven't. I when I first time I went to Maine, I had never cracked a lobster myself. I mm -hmm. looked up a video on how to do it. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of meat you can get out of the legs and even out of the body before you hit the, the green stuff called the tamale. Okay. Which you can eat. I would never eat that. Okay, again. <laughs> but despite that, the fact that my food, you, you, have to, you have to come in with a little asterisk and say, so you can eat that? <laughs> That's well, already a there's, red There's flag. still plenty of meat in the legs and in the body that is right. like perfectly edible, like sure. not the green tamale gross. Right, right, like, right. 
the innards that has but like again, poop in it. But again, the fact that someone needs to needs to come to its defense and say, well, actually, you can still get a lot before you run into the stuff that you're not supposed to. <laughs> that alone is just like, no, that's not for me. I'm sorry. And it would be fine if this were like a cheap little treat. If it were like a little boardwalk snack you could Fair pick enough. up for like a nickel or something. But it's like $40 for this. Yeah, $40, it is really expensive. $40 for this much. So again, like a lobster roll. Okay, sure. They do all the work for you. Whatever. Okay, it's fine. But a whole boiled lobster with like a, 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 a half a piece of corn on the cob and a big piece of melted butter for $40. Like, I'm sorry, that's just not worth it to me. That is not worth it. I am 100% in agreement with you for various reasons. One of which being the lobster itself doesn't actually taste that good. Yeah. Like if you, I assume you had it with a lot of butter, right? Yeah. As most people do. Yeah. When you do that, you taste the butter. Exactly. Butter is delicious. Butter is delicious. The lobster itself is not. <laughs> I can tell you that because I've had it without the butter and it just kind of tastes like seawater or like old fish. Oh. I don't know. I'm also I, not I don't the think biggest... I had a bad lobster. Sure. It's just kind of like that sea tasty. Right, it's like right. crab. Right. Which is okay, but not worth $40. I'm re really also not the biggest fan of seafood in general. Um, I like Old Bay. But again, Old Bay does not come from the ocean. It is a creation that we dump on things that come from the ocean to yeah. make them taste better. Yeah. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, I, I don't think lobster is that good. We, however, we did have another main staple, blueberries. Yes. We ate, we ate some wild blueberries on the trail. They were delicious. Oh, I'm sure. We found, we, in that dessert... After our lobster dinner, lobster, after our lobster dinner for dessert, <laughs> we had blueberry pie and that was delicious. Awesome. And I had um, a blueberry soda. Too, blueberry soda. And that was incredible. I, I mean, it was mostly sugar, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a soda. Still, it was just, just carbonated water, like blueberry syrup and sugar and like a little citric acid. And it was really tasty. I bet. Yeah. Simple very, very good. Are good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the blueberries are really awesome up there. We had a couple of pies when we went, and I brought home uh, a little vial of blueberry-infused maple syrup. Wow. Wait, I think you told us about this. I might have. It's really good. Yeah, I bet. I <laughs> very, don't doubt Very it. nice hint of blueberry. Really, really refreshing. Almost. When I was a little kid, I bet, yeah, refreshing, because yeah. it was fruity berry. It was awesome. When I was a kid, I used to not like blueberries. I thought they were weird and gross. But as I've grown into adulthood, I've discovered my love for blueberries, <laughs> which is interesting, too, because my mom used to be allergic to blueberries. Huh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And then she grew out of her allergy. And I think the same thing happened to my grandma, too. Hmm. And, and I mean, I was never allergic to blueberries. I just, I just didn't like them. Yeah. But that's I think that's interesting how that works. Maybe it is congenital. Maybe it was like a half allergy. Perhaps just, just an allergy in the mind. Just had an aversion. Yeah, just yeah. an aversion to blueberries. I, I, I feel like it's kind of understandable, though. I think of all the berries, blueberries are probably the most hit or miss. Yeah. Plus, like if you have a bad blueberry, exactly. It's like, There's a ooh. lot of variation yeah. in the fruit itself. Yeah. You'll find on a single bush, you'll find many different types, many different tastes and yeah textures and True. whatnot. I like eating raspberries off the bush, though. They're always delicious. Mm. There's there's some around my house, some wild raspberries. Mm -hmm. Back at home right in college and um 
one of my friends, BGR, we'll call him, or BGC, I apologize, BGC, mm-hmm. uh, looked at me and he's like, dude, what are you doing? You look like a bear <laughs> like going through the bushes and picking their raspberries off. I was kind of disappointed. We didn't really see any fun wildlife in Acadia. No? No. I, I, I was, I mean, I figured there weren't, weren't going to be any bears because Mount Desert Island is, is like a very, it's pretty touristy and it's pretty populated. Mm-hmm. I mean, then again, all of the, all of the trash cans were bear proof. So I have to imagine they're probably, they gotta be around. They gotta be around. Yeah. They, they, whether or not they're a problem or seen very often is yeah. yet to be determined by me, at least. Right. I'm sure there's literature that exists. It's funny too, though. I, I've been walking around with my backpack and I still have my Acadia trail maps sticking out of the back, <laughs> which is funny. I've yet to take those out. That's awesome. And I say that because that was the first national park I went to. Wow. Wait, maybe it was. How many since? I think two. Two? Which one? Wait, maybe that wasn't my first. I don't remember. When? I'll have to ask Where? Mrs. Luigi. With whom? Ms. Luigi's parents. Oh, okay. And her. The only people I've gone to national parks with. Interesting. My family's not very big in national parks. We just never went. But mm. they are, they're big campers. I see. So I, the first time I went camping was with them as well. That's exciting. And I, I assume you guys camped, right? Or did you guys stay uh, Airbnb or something? Yeah, so actually the, the arrangements were really strange. So oh. they were extremely last minute because the campsites, like let's say they open at 12 noon. Mm-hmm. I'm just making up a number um, or a time rather. They're pretty much all gone by like 12.02 and 45 seconds. Yeah. So they go up pretty fast and this was super last minute. So what we ended up doing, thankfully Mr. McClan, he was able to, to get something for us. He found a camper, again, about an hour away, and it was an Airbnb, and it was just in someone's driveway. So, like, (laughs) someone was in their house, and instead of renting out, like, a room on Airbnb, they just rented out the camper sitting in their driveway. That's kind of epic. And it was kind of epic. It was awesome. It was a really, really nice space. It was right on a river, too. It was beautiful. It was clean and new and i don't know i just i have no complaints this is not sponsored by the way but (laughs) if if whoever rented us out that camper wants to sponsor us we'd be happy to because it was a really nice place it was a very cool cool place it was this okay I'll, i'll paint the picture real quick imagine a nice camper how nice i'll tell you how nice it had a fireplace no way a camper with a fireplace it had a faux uh, glass gas fireplace. That's amazing. I've never seen that before. And actually, I'm not sure if it were actually gas, but you could change the color. So you could have an orange fireplace or you could make it blue or purple. What? Yeah, it was pretty cool. And you could actually, because obviously, you know, the purpose is to heat and to light, but mostly to heat. So it had these vents at the top, and you could change the temperature. Mm-hmm. So you could say, oh, I want it hotter in here, and it would blow hotter air. But the funny thing is, the temperature variation was so wide, you could make it pump out like 100 or something degree air, a little too hot for, right. for us. But you could also go down to like 40. So you could have like what? you could have like a cold fire, like fire blowing cold air. That's whack. Yeah, it was obviously, you know, all fake or whatever. But still, it was very nice. It added a, a very nice homey touch. You could, you could definitely make kids you're with 
think that you're like magic. You're <laughs> like, like changing the color of the fire. Watch me change the color. Ready? Ready? <laughs> yeah. Go. And then um, the fire just changes. Yeah. <laughs> my dad used to do that with red lights, and my brother thought he was red magic light? until you have the red lights. Oh, like at a like at a yeah, traffic like, light. Like at a traffic light. I my see, dad I see. would look at the, I was like, the one a, on the other side. What's a bread light? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and we go and, magic, 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 magic change and it would change yeah. and i think until my brother was like seven or eight he thought my dad was magic <laughs> <laughs> and he discovered that it's actually just you look at the other ones yep yeah be a kid oh to be a child yeah uh speaking of fire and fireplaces mm. i was gonna say something no i can't remember oh right uh so our dorm has air conditioning this year yeah you want to guess how low we can set the temperature? I, uh, one of my friends is in the dorm next to you guys. Okay. And from last I heard, I think he could set it to 39 or something, 37. I was really hoping you'd guess, but we can set it as low as 35. 35, that's what it was. But, I uh, knew it was in the 30s. Yeah, our, our air conditioners can be set as low as 35, but I there's a notice the on the 30s. top that says don't set below 65 <laughs> or it freezes. I'm shocked. I'm glad it didn't freeze the first night we were there because we set it to 35 just to see what would happen. Wow. Yeah, no. I remember he, he, came, he came in one, time, one day. Jeez, I cannot speak. He came in one time and he was like, guys, I can set my, my dorm AC to 35, but yeah. I'm in a non-renovated dorm, so I can open a window and hope for the best. <laughs> it's okay. We have box fans. It's nice in the winter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I always crack a window in the winter when it's yeah. cold out, you know? I do that. I don't know about you. It, it, it can be refreshing. I, I think so. Get that nice fresh air in. Because especially in the winter, if you keep the windows closed all the time, the air gets kind of stale. Yeah, it does. So you can open it in, get a nice breeze going. Keep everything flowing. Blow the stink off you, as my grandmother used to say. <laughs> hey, why don't you get outside? Blow the stink off you. Oh, how yeah. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> really beautiful, if you will. Well, with that, I think uh, we can conclude the premiere episode of season two of All uh, Right. So, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. As always. Follow us on the Instagram and the Twitter. At Enfic Thoughts and Enfic Thoughts underscore podcast. I believe it's called X now. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> the platform uh, formerly known as Twitter. Now known as X. Now known as X. At Enfic Thoughts. If you're listening in the future, we will be dating ourselves horribly by this, but still. Yep. Regardless. So, check us without out. Without further ado, have a fantastic rest of your day. Make it as good as you can make it. Toodles.